Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiya, just a quick note before this week's episode that this is actually the previously unreleased pilot that I recorded back in November 2016. John and I uh, at some points talk about his podcast Cinema, which is still available to download, but John's actually just recently launched a brand new podcast called The Dream Factory, where John and Joel, who both used to do cinema, now discuss crowdsourced film pictures um, and flesh them out. And it's really fun. The episodes that I've listened to so far, I've really enjoyed. So please do check that out. Um, And just, uh, I suppose, a note on this week's podcast is that I think the tone's slightly different to what uh, you may come to have expect. The tone is slightly different uh, in this week's episode, and that's just because I was kind of discovering what the podcast is. Um, So you may notice it tonally seems a bit different from what you've heard before. And whilst I've got you, could you just do me a huge, huge favour? If you do use iTunes, then could you please give me a, a review? You don't need to write anything, though that'd be amazing. All you really need to do is find the podcast in the podcast app and give me a star rating. That'd be great. Uh, and if you can't do that, then um, just subscribe. And could you just tell that one friend about this podcast? That'd be amazing. But without further ado, here is the pilot episode of I'd Sooner Forget This. Hello and welcome to I'd Sooner Forget This, a podcast where guests share with me their most embarrassing things from the past. I'm Daryl Smith. I once wrote a poem entitled LSD, despite the fact that I know nothing about drugs. There was a line in that said poem, which was, LSD won't work on me, so take that weed away. Yeah. (laughs) With me today is John Harris of Cinema Podcast. Hello. How are you feeling right now? I feel anxious, but you've shared a bit of your embarrassment, so it's made it slightly <laughs> easier for me. But I am, yeah, anxious. I'm very anxious. So what have you brought? I have brought a song called Life 
that I recorded with a band that I was a part of. I actually messaged them recently, the the, the other members, and we decided we were probably about 12 at the time, or maybe 13. 12 is yeah. really young to be recording music. Yeah, we uh, got into straight into secondary school and we were like, let's do it. We're going to be rock stars. <laughs> uh, I think we just need to hear some of it. So what was the, just quickly, what was the band called? At the time, the band was called Self-Titled. Oh. You see, you see the cleverness. Yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah. And the song is called Life. Yeah, all right, let's do it. <laughs> I'm the vocalist, by the way, just to give some context. You sound so young. I am so young. I was 13, 12, maybe. First verse, first chorus. The thing about being a 13-year-old in a band is the drummer, he sounds fine. You can't listen and go, that sounds like a child playing the drums. The guitarist, you can't go, yeah, he sounds like a child. But the vocalist, you can tell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you sound nothing like (laughs) a little boy. Not that you would still sound like a 12-year-old. I can do it. I can do it if it needs to be, mate. For the reunion tour. (laughs) Um, so where was that recorded? It was recorded in the bedroom of a guy from a couple of years above us at school. That sounds really creepy. He had a studio set up and yeah, we recorded there. I don't really remember much else about it. Some, I've got a vivid memory of him having a very lovely smelling toilet. <laughs> but but past that, I don't really remember the actual process of recording the songs. <laughs> this all sounds really creepy. <laughs> the, the, the process. Keep that weed away from me. <laughs> I want to look into uh, some of these lyrics. I feel like, was this at the peak of kind of like emo? Uh, it, I think it would have been just before emo. I think the biggest bands around would have been like your your System of a Down, your Red Hot Chili Peppers, stuff like that. That's who you were trying to emulate? No. <laughs> you heard it. Um, I don't know who we were trying to emulate. I mean, I can't speak on behalf of the instrumentalists in the piece because I wasn't playing any of the other any of the instruments. But um, I spoke to them because I told them that I was doing this. And I said, like, do you have anything you want to say in defense of yourselves? <laughs> and they didn't really say anything. So I don't know what that says. I think someone said something about how robotic one of the guitars sounds during a solo. There's a solo coming up. Guys. Oh. <laughs> little, tease, little tease for later. So I guess it was before all that kind of like emo. I think emo would have happened a couple of years later. Right. So it was more like Kerrang! Rock. Right, yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of Eddie Van Halen kind of feeling to it, but I don't know if it's just because you've got a high-pitched voice. Yeah, I think I, think, I don't know whether that was a, a chosen thing or just thrust upon me as, as a prepubescent. Yeah. I don't know if it's Van Halen or if it's like Guns N' the Roses, that kind of like hair metal almost. Yeah. <laughs> they would do it with like a more husky undertone, whereas it was for me it was literally like... <laughs> <laughs> um, so I want to look at some of the lyrics, John. Yeah, please. Um, did you write all of them? Yeah, I wrote the lyrics. Ideal lives for ideal people. Marry in a church beneath the steeple. I mean, this is stuff where I've got what the words... Okay, so people. What can you rhyme with people? <laughs> steeple. Uh, what's ideal? Looks and money. Having a charm. Being 
Funny, because it rhymed with money. Yeah, yeah. We live for power, breathe for wealth, but when do we look inside ourselves? Money is the root of pain, but when will we live again? I would say so far, they were kind of making sense. And then at the end, it goes, money is the root of pain, but when will we live again? Like there's, yeah. Those two phrases have nothing to do with one another. And that's the chorus, isn't it? No, 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 no cor- sorry. No. The chorus is, uh, we live our lives to fit our size, but what is life? Who is life? We live our lives to coincide, but when is life and where is life? And I mean, that's so much. That's literally every... I've gone... (laughs) What are the, like, traditional questions? And just put the word life at the end of them. The lyric which I'm most confused by, to be honest, John, is we live our lives to fit our size. Yeah? What do you mean? Uh, Excuse me whilst I go and, like, check with my... 13 year old self <laughs> as to what I meant at that point I'm having to like hypothesize for my own younger self it's like we live our lives in our way like we're to fit our size it's like you know we live our lives our way okay. which actually kind of goes against the message of the rest of the song I'd say it feels like I'm trying to be all like angsty and anti-capitalist and being like what's the point of everything and then with that it's kind of a bit more that's a bit more empowering to say we live our lives for our size true yeah oh, bloody hell that's really clever oh man yeah maybe uh <laughs> It, really is, it is essentially just a kid going, what do rock people say in songs? Yeah. It's just gone, okay, they talk about angst, they're against capitalism, they think life is worthless, so I'll do that. When like you first started writing songs, was it just like, right, I need to try and write a song? We didn't record this, but the one that we did before was called Pain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like Looking back, it sounds so un-PC and I hate it. But I remember the chorus was something about a mental infection, which sounds horrible. Yeah. But I was like trying to be all like angsty, being like, yeah, I'm in so much pain emotionally. It's like a mental infection. But now I think about it, it sounds really horrible and crass. Uh, but we didn't record that one, fortunately. So that, that <laughs> one. Um, problem is, up until like a very late point in that band, I was just writing lyrics because I, I couldn't play a musical instrument. Yeah. But I wanted to be in the band. So right. be the front man. So I was just writing songs because I was the front man. I was, wasn't writing the songs. I was writing the lyrics because I was the front man. And that was the kind of democracy of the band was like you wrote your part at the beginning. And did you know how to sing? Like, had you been taught how to sing? No. So you just wanted to be in a band? It feels quite out of character for me to have been that ballsy at 12 to be like, you can play guitar much better than I can sing. You can play drums much better than I can sing. Let's start a band. And I just went, yeah, I'll be the front man. Like, that's crazy in hindsight, because they're both very talented musicians. If you listen to my other podcast, the synopsis music is written by the guitarist and the theme tune is written by the drummer. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. What was the band's name again? It was called Self-Titled at the time. Self-Titled. Like, what were some of the other names that you transitioned through? As far as I remember, we went from Self-Titled we would have had that one for like four years or something and then when we like turned 16 and we all started watching like the mighty boosh we changed to Betamax bandits and then we changed to no longer bandits after because we weren't that guys anymore all your fans obviously really appreciated the big change they are it was like changing over from fm to dab or digital <laughs> tv you know they had the big changeover. they're all ready for it and it's always irked me that i didn't go with we were bandits is better than No Longer Bandits as yeah. a title for a band. And it always irked me that I didn't think of it at the time. Similar to that kind of thing. You know the band Augustines? Yes. They used to be called We Were Augustines. But of recent times, they've called themselves Augustines, which means that technically Augustines were previously known as We Were Augustines. So Augustines were We Were Augustines. Bloody hell. It's quite a confusing transition. I think they found that the We Were 
Um, it's too long. Or it almost like sounds like they're their own tribute band. So I would say at the time, uh, it's coming back round. So when we started the band, bands just had a name. It was like Audio Slave. Yeah. Generally one word, but like it was a name. It was like boom. Then it started to be the bands, the hives, all the indie stuff came through. And then it all started getting a bit more airy-fairy and everything became something and the something. Yes. And now it's come back around to one word. A lot of bands nowadays will replace a letter with a different letter that kind of looks like that letter. So, prime example, churches that use a V instead of a U. But there's loads of other Parish bands. Parish do it with yeah. a V as well, which really confused me because I, I feel like there's only a certain amount of times that you can replace a vowel with a V <laughs> and I thought churches had already kind of taken that. But yeah, there's that as well. But it does seem like nowadays it's like Bastille, churches, Paris. It's not, no one's calling themselves the anymore. Yeah. But this is a huge um, diversion from your song, yeah. which I feel like we need to hear the um, guitar verse. solo. <laughs> Do you want verse two or should we go straight to the, the solo? Uh, let's hear verse two. Oh, he's a good guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, that's really good for 12. It's amazing. If anything, it's unnecessarily, like, it, how can I explain it? It sounds like this guitar solo is too good for the rest of the <laughs> Yeah, I'd agree with that. <laughs> I keep thinking, here's the last chorus. Yeah, yeah. Nope, more solo, more solo. This felt like our first few gigs. We stand in there awkwardly going, uh, uh, my last <laughs> I can't comment too much on the solo for I was not involved in it in any way. But I remember when we were like starting the band, it always used to blow my mind that he could play the Stairway to Heaven solo. That was almost seen yeah. as like the thing. I mean, that is really good for 12 years <laughs> old. Like the start of it, I was like, oh, I don't know about this. But then it like cracks. Yeah. Like, at 12, he sounded like a better guitarist than I ever was. <laughs> he's now like a session guitarist and he is very, very good. He's always been very good. And so, yeah, like to have a guitarist like that and be like, yeah, you're going to join my band where yeah. I'm the singer is is insane. It doesn't seem like it's hurting you too much. I think I've been spending the whole week preparing myself mentally <laughs> for this. So just for record, I don't, I didn't own this. And I had, to, that's what, the reason I've spoken to the band was because I messaged them all being like, does anyone have a copy of Life from that recording studio session we did? That's like 13 years old or something. Yeah. And so none of us had it. And eventually I went and spoke to my dad because I was thinking, you know, like, parents they keep all that rubbish yeah and so he was like yeah i'll see what i can do and he found like 26 different recordings from our age 12 to about 22 or something he had all of them that's incredible yeah and so you can kind of get an idea of like the like evolution where we actually became a much more confident band knowing what we were doing through the audio but this is the very first one that you recorded together this is the first thing that we have like committed to audio yeah 
Um, yeah, so the, first, the second verse goes, what's the use of living life if all we do is toil and strive? Which, even to this day, I'm not sure what toil and strive really means. It's just a thing that people say. I think it sounds like a real a real song's lyric. That sounds rude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if it helps, you think that bit's all right, but then the next line is, and all the bad just comes again. What does that mean? Bringing with it hate and pain. All the bad. Like, even I'm not like a songwriter now, but like... If someone came up to me and was like, what do you think of these lyrics? And they'd use the word bad. In it. Like, Mate. <laughs> Apart from Michael Jackson. Oh, no, but he re- he like, he like owned the word. He like yeah. changed it. He's like, I'm bad. You know, that's different. Uh, bring it with a hate and pain. People's minds possessed with wealth, forgetting love, forgetting health. They never thought of life before until death knocked upon their door, which makes me laugh so much. The idea of the Grim Reaper showing up was like, oh, I didn't think about life at all. I didn't think about life until you came, Mr. Grim Reaper. It's just a stupid image. So yeah, that's the that's pretty much most of the song. The lyrics are, yeah, not the best. So did you ever perform this live? Yeah, but I don't think like, I imagine if I went into that folder and was like, and here's the audio. Oh, no, no. <laughs> There is a version, but I think that by that time we'd we'd changed the the tuning. There is a live version in Amazing. the folder. This, yeah, look, there's like covers and horrible stuff from 2006. Oh, it makes me feel awkward. These kind of folders are literally what this podcast is about. Is that like I've got such a wealth of weird stuff that I've kept over the years that I should have got rid of, um, but haven't. And I think everyone's got these. Live at school, 2006. <laughs> Live is... in Nottingham, 2006. So did you, did your dad record a lot of that? Yeah, so the, that, that audio, um, he... But, like, I think he just um, took it... For, like, someone just gave him a desk feed and he recorded it onto a camera and then just took the audio. So, I mean, we're talking very lo-fi. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the studio stuff we, we would have just sent to him. So yeah, we're saying 13 years ago. So you're looking at like 2004. Yeah, 2003. Yeah. There's definitely something from 2009. And I'd imagine there's even later than that. When did you stop making music together? The last thing we did was a gig in a pub uh, like four years ago. Wow, so you were together for like eight years? Yeah, we were together for ages. And we took a year out in between school and university and played loads. So we got like good. I'd say we, I'd, I'd confidently say by the end of it, we were a good band. Yeah. It was always like fun, but it was always, we were really like quite methodical about it. Every single Friday after school, we had band practice for three hours. From 12, from the age from of the 12. From the age of 12. And so like that gig we did four years ago, we hadn't played together for about a year and a half. Yeah. At all. And we didn't warm up or practice or anything. And we played the whole hour long set and it was like, because it became muscle memory and we just remembered it all. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. 
<clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. So was there a moment when like you kind of like clicked and felt like your songwriting was good? Like- no. I, I like writing songs and I like doing it, but it was always like a means to an end. The song wasn't the most important thing. What was? Playing live. Playing with my mates. And that's why like after I, I tried to do some solo stuff, but I didn't really enjoy it very much because it was like, even if the gig was going like really crap, when we were in a band, it was like the four of us having the best time ever. And we were just like mates and it was like embarrassment or anything going wrong was like quartered because there was four of us. And if a gig was going bad, I'd just turn around and it would be like a glorified band practice. The songwriting was almost a means to just get that feeling yeah. of um, performing live. By the end of it, I really enjoyed it. But like I was never, I really like writing songs, but I'm not like, you hear those people being like, I have to write songs. Yeah. It's like, I ha- like I have to express myself in that way. And I do think I have to express myself in a mildly creative way as a person, like in general, or I get itchy. That's why like I do a podcast now. Yeah. That's why before I did music, I thought I wanted to be a cartoonist and spend all weekends like painting and stuff. I've always like itched if I wasn't doing something, if I wasn't making something. Yeah, I'm terrible for that. Like on a, on a day off, I'll think, well, well, I've got to do something. Yeah, got, I can't just I can't just play on a computer game. Even if like a lazy Sunday, uh, yeah, I'd still like have to have something to show for it. So it, like the lazy Sunday would have to be like I have to make an excellent meal or really mm. like like really enjoy the day off like i couldn't just have like by accident a day off like i'd have to yeah. consciously be like today i'm going to do nothing because i've earned it otherwise yeah i'll start getting itchy by the end of the day being like what have i done what I, what can i show for my day yeah exactly is is that is that like having a day off where you've got to have planned stuff yeah like, well if i'm gonna have fun it's got to be like the best fun <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah and otherwise i'll be like i'm like constantly writing to-do lists of stuff and having the podcast means that i'm like all right here's another idea here's a video here's some audio here's some scripts for the next live night or something like that it's always i I wouldn't say that like oh yeah i have songs in me that i needed to get out i just had to always have something to show for my time and being in the band was really good because it meant that on a friday we could band practice and on the weekend i could write songs yeah and it was great if you could like jump back in time and um see that 12 year old version of you you're just you're just making um previously untitled no untitled self-titled self-titled yeah so you've just you're forming self-titled like what would you want to tell yourself what about the music and stuff possibly yeah or what you want to jump back with the knowledge that you have now what would you want to tell 12 year old john i don't know i'd I'd probably just be like everything's going to be all right (laughs) everything's going to be fine on a personal level in terms of like music and stuff, just like keep at it. And I don't think uh, it's weird because I don't think I was ever like, we just did it. It was never like a thing that we were like, oh, I'm getting tired of this. Yeah. Or like, oh, we had another crap gig. Why is this going on? And the only reason we stopped was because we all went separate ways at university, which is yeah. like a classic thing. I don't think there's any regrets or anything I would say like, 
do differently. The plan wasn't literally just to have fun. You didn't want to be rock stars. Well, yeah, let's be let's be realistic. Of course, like I'd we'd have loved to have been successful and had an excuse to do it forever. But I don't think any of us are bitter about the fact it didn't work out. I sent the guys, the the other three members, I sent them all this audio and we were discussing old times and stuff. And we're looking to kind of, for just literally for prosperity, we're going to record some of the stuff that we actually made at the end of our time just to have it. You know, we'll put it online for people to download if they want it, but just for us to have, because there are some songs we wrote at the end that don't have recordings that do it justice. And they're, what, and they're like the songs that you're most proud of. Yeah, I'd say that they're the ones that we're the happiest as a band. And I'd say like, if there's four of them and if you put them together as an EP, I would say that they're as good as most music. When we were doing it, I think the biggest bands around would have been like, yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers and stuff. Uh, obviously, <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers were around in the 90s. I'm not that old. Like, yeah. No, I was going to say like, you say like Red Hot Chili Peppers are messing with like, I can't remember like the slap bass solo in that song. <laughs> We weren't good enough at bass for that. But the first <laughs> song we we learned as a band was Zephyr Song. Oh, really? Yeah. By the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Do you know what? I never liked the Chilies. No, neither did I. But the others did. James and David, the bassist and guitarist, were much more into metal and heavy stuff. They would go see like Killswitch Engage and actually proper metal bands. Because I know Killswitch Engage, if you're getting into like your nerdy element, they're probably closer to your emo metal than normal. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but they were getting they were into really heavy stuff. Um, Jamie, the drummer, was more into kind of like interesting stuff like Incubus. So not right. emo, emo, but kind of in that area. I think bands like Incubus kind of like created what emo... Like kind- Jimmy Ward and them. Yeah. God, is this what this book... The History of Emo with <laughs> Daryl Smith. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I was, by the time I turned about 15 and stuff, I was listening to like the Subways and the Future Heads. So I was very much in the wrong band at the time because they were all listening to quite heavy stuff. Yeah. And I was listening to like jangly indie music. And so we met in the middle and just kind of made pop rock. When making a band, you never, unless you're going solo, you're never truly making what you want to make. Yeah. But then like, I think it's that thing of like, if the sum is better than the equal of all the parts, then it's worth the compromise a bit, I guess. Yeah. I suppose that, I mean, that's how new styles get created. Yeah. And that's when we were like, when we were teenagers and then Enter Shikari came along and said, yeah, we'll put like dance music on top of metal music and everyone went wow and then the prodigy were like we did that in the 90s <laughs> yeah <laughs> man enter shikari when they first came out literally like blew my head off uh, yeah it was like i i think dubstep happened a few years later and that was the yeah. next one that everyone was like whoa but i remember yeah when enter shikari came along and sorry you're not a winner was like being played on all the rock channels on telly it was like an absolute like a phenomenon at the time yeah all right uh, now this is a big diversion, but I want because we haven't diverted. Yeah, as it is. <laughs> but um, right, we've like um, dubstep. Yeah, like we were both at uni at the time when dubstep was massive. Yeah, like, when it had its basically like I've never seen a genre of music have basically a fifteen minutes of fame. Yeah, and that it came and then went. Yeah, to and be like, replaced by house. Yeah, although house was already around. Yeah, but I think house became really big after because it was oh man. We went drum and bass, then into dubstep, then house is now the, the if you go to a club and it's yeah. still so that's house has had a lot longer in the limelight than those two genres. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the thing with what dubstep is is that because it's just all about the drop and yeah. that people basically just get bored of it too quickly. You, no one listens to a d- dubstep song a second time. Yeah. 
Um, it's just a build up for like 10 minutes. I could go forever. And then it's... Yeah, no, it's odd that that kind of came along and disappeared. Yeah, so to go back to my like pit of despair and shame that like is my songwriting it's uh it's just odd like to have to like i quite enjoyed it in a weird way because it's like because it's not like shameful in a kind of evil way there's something weirdly nice about airing out that closet of skeletons again yeah and you see all these like cringe worthy things on the internet that teenagers do and you think oh man you're gonna hate that when you're older but maybe they'll just embrace it and go you know what i didn't know i was finding myself yeah, do you, do you feel like you are the same as that twelve year old, or that, or do you almost think that it's like a different, like uh, listening back to that? Is it almost like listening to a different person? Well, it, literally, it sounds like a different person. <laughs> uh, I can't remember. I I don't I like I don't know what my twelve year old self was like so much as I remember like my later in my teenage years that like he really isn't me. He's very much trying to find himself, and is he dealt with it by going by being quite like abrasive and look at me because right. I don't know. It was like, I guess that's a defense thing, isn't it? To be like, people won't point and laugh at me if I'm pointing and laughing at myself. Right. Oh, okay. Do you see I what s- I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And then you look and you see yourself with like your checkerboard belt and your, you know, your baggy trousers and you think, and you look and you think that he did, he was not very comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> you know you were saying about like what would you say to that kid who wrote life nothing i'd 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 try and talk to the 15 year old me and be right. like you'll be fine calm yourself down right well i'm glad that he did calm down john yeah he's fine now are you happy that this has been kept uh when you said have you got anything that we could use for this and you you said about lyrics specifically yeah and i thought i bet you there's an audio recording i kind of part of me was like because i make i make podcasts i know that the idea of something that makes me feel really uncomfortable is good as for someone like as in i thought but there was another part of me going i'd rather just not yeah i'd rather let's pretend we don't have the audio and would maybe do with something else yeah but then yeah now that we've done it and we've looked through it i'd actually argue it's maybe because i'm like looking back at it and i'm trying to understand it i and i know that it's basically just like a kid being like What's the song sound like? How does the song work? I'm less embarrassed about it than I would have been. Explaining it has helped. Like, it's not like awful. Do you know, it's not embarrassing. It's not, well, it is embarrassing embarrassing. for you, but it's not embarrassing for someone else to listen to. It's not like, um, I I wasn't listening to it and thinking, that kid is awful. It was just like, oh, these are clearly some kids who are trying to learn what music making is. The weirdest thing I would say is the lyrics are terrible, but I think lots of lyrics are terrible. The the thing that actually I find really embarrassing is the fact that the chorus melody that I sing is... Which is like really not very inventive and is really dull. You doing that bit sounded like... I I recognise that song. Oh, good, yeah, it's probably someone else. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please don't sue me for plagiarism. <laughs> um, yeah. No. It's 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 fine. I think maybe I've gone. I'm saying that it's not embarrassing. It's fine and explaining it as a way either to get over it or just to lie to myself. Yeah. <laughs> just be like, yeah, it's fine. What, Daryl? What? Yeah, we all. You did a stupid thing too. You <laughs> once did a 
it's like a <laughs> self-defense thing but um yeah and then i'm sure we've got worse songs with worse lyrics you know that in a weird way probably later on when i was trying harder yeah and they're still not very good it's probably arguably more embarrassing if you i can go like haha i was 12 whereas if i go like look at and go oh i was 20 and it's still rubbish <laughs> yeah be arguably more embarrassing and do you feel like maybe you saying that you didn't really care about the lyrics is more of a defense of those lyrics because you're saying i didn't really care about the lyrics so if you don't like the lyrics neither do i yeah and it's like yeah we can all laugh at me together rather than if you were laughing at me and i was going yeah actually thought about those long and hard yeah it's not that's not as fun it's not as funny and it's 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 more like damaging to me um but no but in re- honestly i don't think even if you spoke to 12 year old me and tried to to dissect the lyrics he would just be like they the guys wrote wrote some music and i had to put some words on it because that was my job in the band yeah it wouldn't be like yeah oh yeah i thought it was great <laughs> i'd argue that your your thing at the beginning about lsd and getting lsd and weed mixed up is more <laughs> is more funny oh that poem i mean i i could tell you the whole poem if you want to hear it yes please let's uh, do it um so it isn't written down i know off by heart well that's the thing so you when wh- I, we didn't say i listened to a tiny bit of that audio just to make sure it was the correct audio but i didn't listen to the whole thing yeah and i knew the words just because I guess it just stuff like that just gets it etched into your brain. It's almost like when you read the lyrics again, it kind of like triggers something in your brain and it's like, yeah. Oh yeah, by the way, this memory that you've tried like to suppress. To suppress. It's still there. Yeah, still there and now it's fresh. <laughs> uh so that poem went, L S D won't work on me, so take that weed away. There's only one drug that works on me, and that drug has no name. I think I was trying to write poetry which I thought was clever. Do you say I mean like it's that whole like this is an emo song. It, it's that just like this is what people say if they're trying to sound clever. My favorite thing about it is that you've gone like a really quite intense drug won't yep. work on me, so keep that weaker drug away from me. It's like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's like going bullets don't hurt my skin, so don't try and stab me. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They don't relate, but I think it's because I thought LSD and weed were the same thing, I think, in that. Just drugs. Just drugs. Just you smoke it all. I remember when I was like eight or something, and a neighbor said to me that kids did drugs in the park down from where I lived. And it blew my mind that <laughs> drugs... It, it was almost like discovering that drugs actually existed. Because I think at the, until that point, I probably thought of them as some sort of like ethereal thing that you hear about that's evil, this like unknown evil. And then suddenly they're like, yeah, people you know who are like... 10 years older than you or something do it in the park yeah and it's like no but you die when you do drugs <laughs> like do you know what I mean? it, it just blew yeah. i remember really vividly being like a- amazed by the idea that that was even possible um so are you pleased that you shared that with me um uh, i don't know i think i'm um, right now because i'm in my head and it's just us having a chat yeah but when you put it online that might so i might suddenly feel a bit more awkward about the whole thing <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'll even... Pro- but part of me, I'll listen and be like, oh, yeah, it's fine. And then I don't know if I'll promote it because I'll be so scared of my oh. friends hearing it being like, ha, look at you, you idiot. <laughs> you idiot. I just, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I did more embarrassing things as a, as a teenager than write a song, but... Well, the thing is, is that as opposed to, like, you could have done the most terrible thing as a 12-year-old, but there's no record of it. This, yeah. There's a record of this. Which yeah. I, which is what I found fascinating about 
diaries and poems and all this stuff that people keep is that it is a record of exactly who you were at that time. Yeah, and I guess that, yeah. And so, like, you probably imagine, you probably remember yourself as being slightly more competent, slightly, you know, you yeah. kind of uh, airbrush your past a little bit. I'm sure everyone does that. They airbrush their past. They either hide or, like, make it less embarrassing, the embarrassing moments. Yeah. But there's no avoiding that because it's there. It's yeah. like there in concrete. You heard it. I heard it. I can't go like, yeah, no, we wrote some okay songs. My voice was fine when I was 13. Like, I can't because it's there to disprove me. And so you kind of just have to embrace it, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy that you have embraced it, John. Well, you may not have fully embraced it, but you're you're still apprehensive. <laughs> but um, yeah, thank you so much for um, joining me on I'd Sooner Forget This. No worries. Thank you for having me. So, John, if um, people want to hear more John C. Harris, what can they do? Yeah, if you want to hear the adult version of myself tell you embarrassing things, uh, I do a podcast called Cinema, which is uh, cinema with an S rather than a C. It's, a, it's about bad movies but it's also there's a there's two formats one where we have guests on and we pitch a film called pitch please the other one where we watch the worst films ever made it seems like quite a complicated mouthful but honestly once you subscribe you'll understand it's quite straightforward both versions of the podcast are brilliant and i've appeared on it before and really enjoyed it thank you so much uh, for listening to the podcast um if you enjoyed listening to this then please do subscribe and give us a review thank you for listening bye <laughs>